0: This is the R and Pit Podcast.
1: Oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the purveyor of used goods, Louis Fox.
0: (laughs) Yes, today is the biggest magic garage sale day ever.
1: Is in the history of your house.
0: I think it's the only magic, I don't think anyone's been, you know what, I'm gonna have a garage sale of just magic props.
1: Uh, yeah, because not many people would come. (laughs) Except like 10 year old boys who need rides from their moms.
0: Speaking of needing rides, so have I told you about my car? No. So it started doing a weird thing when we were in California um, about a month ago. It's a push to start, so I got the button, not a key.
1: You mean like push down the road to get it's, it going, we're, like we're, a running start?
0: <laughs> we're, we're almost there. So what I would do is normally you push it and it
1: starts. And then you uh. push it and wait like two
0: seconds. And then wait like four seconds to start. And so it's starting to worry me. I'm on the road. So I take it to a car, a uh, little shop that can get me in that day. And the guy's like, got to take it to Ford. The guy was super cool. He was telling uh, me how uh, hippies are ruining Seattle. <laughs> and oh, I was in like Cali- you, 40
1: I, years I, ago? Yeah.
0: I was in California. He's like, the place isn't safe. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I take it to the Ford dealership in this small California town. And the guy goes, we don't have time to work on it. I've seen it before. I don't remember what it is. I'm like, okay, that's good, I guess. So I take it to Ford at home. And they're like, yeah, you should not be driving this.
1: I'm like, oh, wow.
0: I, I just drove 3,000 miles
1: in that car. <laughs> so This is not safe.
0: Yeah. So it needs a transmission part that Ford doesn't have because of like the semiconductor
1: shortage. Oh, wow. They're like, we don't even make this. BMW makes it. Yeah. You should buy a BMW. <laughs> They're
0: like, you should buy a new F-150. <laughs> uh, so the car is sitting at Ford. It's unsafe to drive. They don't know when the part will come in. I'm fifth in line for this part. Oh, and wow.
1: She said a car's been there for four months. Jeez.
0: Bonus, it's covered by my warranty.
1: Nice. That's <laughs> great. So you won't have to pay for it. Yeah. Do they? Does the warranty cover your rental car? nope and i
0: basically leave on thursday i'm only home like here and there for a day or two for uh, until october well and, we have a car october. you can borrow yeah we're pro- we actually might be buying a car oh and then just resell it once are you I gonna be it. using
1: that magic garage sale money <sighs> Yeah, okay. I love how you just glossed over that to tell me some weird story <laughs> about your car being in the shop for who knows long, how long. That was lame. <laughs> People <laughs> want to hear about the magic garage sale. What the hell is at the magic garage sale?
0: There's like a floating lady. There's two, at least two. What's floating a
1: floating lady? Are, are the lady that floats. Oh, I can can I use that? I feel like that's something I could use.
0: Yeah, there's a uh, like a you have like a saw and you cut someone's head off.
1: Ooh, that's cool. There's one of those. And Uh, so I've seen I have seen that you are on all the sort of fringe circus pages promoting your uh, garage sale and in hopes of uh, drumming up some business. Are you getting good responses?
0: I'm getting responses, honestly. This is my excuse to be like, all right, I can take this stuff to the dump if it uh-huh. if it's still here. I gave gotcha. it a go. I gave it a go to to rehome it like it's a kitten. <laughs> These are that's not used magic. It's rescued.
1: <laughs> I feel bad. Are you putting up signs around the neighborhood? No, no, I'm not.
0: <laughs> but uh, I think I'll probably have some neighbors pop over. But it'd be like yeah. this this floating lady is a rescue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not only, not only are people going to be confused at the garage sale, you're going to be ruining magic for them. <laughs> they're going to know how all the tricks are done. They,
0: they came for some teacups and then they learned how they to. They came saw for some
1: vinyl off. records and now they're sawing kids' heads off. <laughs> all right, Louis, let's get some stories. Let's do it. Let's get to some weird news. This story comes from dw.com. That's a news source more reliable than a grave digger that uses a rake. You don't think that you could nicely uh, you know, pull dirt out uh, out with a rake?
0: I would be reincarnated by the time you get a 6-foot hole. Isn't that what those Buddhist rake?
1: monks are doing? Like, you know, like It's not really old... a
0: zen garden. It's me digging your grave. <laughs>
1: Alright, story goes, Grave Diggers Get Down and Dirty at International Competition. Alright,
0: here's the thing. Are we guessing what country this is in?
1: Well, I already know because I've read the article.
0: Alright, my guess is going to be a Scandinavian country.
1: Oh, uh, Like, if you listen to
0: episode 63, we talk about the heavy metal knitting contest. Uh-huh. And then I believe there was a wife-carrying contest we talked about in another episode that was also in Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. And I think the world snail racing that we also covered
1: on another episode. That was, was... in England. That was England.
0: Yeah, that's uh, West Norway. Southwest <laughs> Norway is what I call it.
1: <laughs> in the olden days. <laughs> back in Pan- <laughs> Pangaea, it was considered Norway. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so you are wrong. It is not a Scandinavian country. It goes funerals are grave experiences, grave digging competitions not so much. Here's at least- the thing.
0: I would be so I'd probably be more bored at a grave digging competition than I would be at a funeral. And I've no I, way, man. This would be
1: awesome to watch. I don't know. Funerals are
0: pretty good. I'm like, that guy finally died. I hated him.
1: There's like just Black Sabbath playing. They got like a <laughs> live band. It's just like metal. Um in trend, this happened in Trenton, Slovakia, where the second annual international grave digging championship took place this week, 11, two member teams from Slovakia, Poland and Hungary got down and dirty to see who could dig the best grave in the fastest time using only shovels and picks. According to the guardian,
0: it's, it's acoustic grave digging is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and then you some, some dude shows up and Bob Dylan's it with a backhoe. <laughs>
1: What, what's going on like and then this, like the grave digging union is like okay we're just going to now use these graves
0: yeah, you, you're, yeah.
1: <laughs> for the war that was just announced between these three countries
0: the time poland invaded a church in another country <laughs> on accident
1: i think it was in the czech republic or something yeah <laughs> speaking of picks grave digging judges are pretty picky about what makes a good grave it has to be five feet deep feet long, and 3 feet wide.
0: So is that 6 feet under a myth then? Is it 5 feet? This sounds like this would be the standard.
1: Yeah, I wonder if that threw the European contestants off having to convert it to feet.
0: (laughs) Yes, they're like, wait, I have to dig it. I have to dig this 1.73
1: meters? (laughs) (laughs) And I got to do math? My (laughs) abacus is not... It's imperial.
0: (laughs) get such bad cell phone reception in this grave. <laughs> Google can't convert it for me.
1: The grave digging contest is meant to put the fun back into the funeral industry, according to event spokesman Christian Stritz.
0: So everyone I know that works in the funeral industry is pretty cool. I know one person.
1: Okay, so. She's
0: pretty cool. Uh, but then I've done like, I've done Christmas parties for for like funeral homes. And there's, they're a ton of fun. Everyone's there to party.
1: Yeah, and then I'm like, um, are there dead people in the basement? Like, well, yeah, I have done a show for the uh, it like the Morticians Union of Washington, <laughs> and they were fun. Yeah, and they made like they made their own wine. It's called like Dead Man's Red or something like that. <laughs> it's like, and they gave gave it to me in like a little like child coffin. See. <laughs> I, th- I think you have to be fun
0: and cool to have that job.
1: Yeah, I agree to prove he was less than dead serious. This is the guy running the event. He dressed as the grim Reaper for the corpse free contest.
0: I mean, without a corpse, it's not a grave. It's just a hole in the ground.
1: Yeah. Well, there are pictures of people, like, holding crosses ab- ab- above the people digging. The whole exhibition is about getting groups of funeral companies together, he told the Associated Press. It's about showing people how hard the gravedigger's job is.
0: All right. I doubt people actually still dig graves by hand. And B, I like how they're like, we need community in the grave in the funeral industry we have too many clicks you have these guys
1: that <laughs> no are like, you know it's, oh, it's like any industry <laughs> any industry they have a get together to talk about what's new and new ways of operating your business you know this is like a funeral convention right
0: but like all right so who's their
1: speaker gonna be rasputin <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're gonna have a seance <laughs> it's just a ouija board <laughs> But here's the thing, like, okay, so you win the grave digging competition. Do you like level up your game and you move to a better funeral home after that? First of all,
1: you have to put the plaque on the wall so when people come in, they know that you are the region's best grave digger.
0: Yeah, like your grandpa is gonna be so comfortable in a grave built by Schmorgan. He's the world's top grave digger. <laughs> or for fifty dollars less, you can have Carl.
1: Yeah. Some competitors think the contest was more difficult for them than others. Gravel and stones, about twenty to thirty centimeters of it, Gabriel Draffy from the crematorium Molnar in Nove Zámky, Slovakia, griped to AP. The others didn't have that.
0: Yeah, that's grave digging, is you gotta you don't know what you're gonna find down there. You could, yeah. there could be another grave that you didn't know about.
1: They're like the guy next to me was just throwing his dirt into my hole. I was digging two <laughs> graves
0: like a cartoon.
1: <laughs> Slovakian brothers Ladislav and Sazba Skladin, aged 43 and 41, respectively, buried the competition by digging a perfect grave in 54 minutes, wow. according to Reuters. Their grave was also the neatest, judges noted.
0: So here's the thing. If you watch movies where, like, the housewife accidentally kills someone or intentionally kills her husband and then digs the grave, if it took two dudes... Who are top the top grave diggers in the world 54 minutes to dig a grave? This lady in the wood with a with a hand trial, it's gonna take her a week.
1: Well, that's why some of these serial killers, they just don't dig graves, right? They just dump the bodies like out in the woods or whatever. Yeah. It's like they're just lazy. Yeah. They got their thrill.
0: Here's what we need our serial killers that are more motivated for the Let's cleanup. get the
1: Green Green River killer out there. Let's get the California killer out there. Yeah. I am happy. That was, that's what a, a prison
0: should have the serial killer grave <laughs> dig off.
1: I am happy we won. It's, sat, it's a satisfaction after 15 years in this job at SASBUS, Skladin told Reuters. I had to focus on speed today, but usually when the weather is nice and I can chat with my brother, it's a dream job, added Ladislav Skladdin. So what he's saying is he's like, normally
0: I just goof off all day. Like, I could do it in 54 minutes, but we're drinking wine. Yeah, we're right? having nachos.
1: And then there's a picture of the winner. I, there, I apparently there was two winners, but there's only a picture of. Oh no, the no. is the serious looking guy the brother. Okay, so there's a picture. <laughs> there's a picture of the two, Grim Reaper, two, two bam- ladies, two vampire ladies, two vampire ladies, and then it looks like the brothers. And one guy's holding up a trophy and smiling, and the other guy is holding like the Slovakian flag and looking like. He's in a 1780 photo <laughs>
0: where he's got his hand on the chair he's got still. His hand
1: and he's completely still not smiling. It's, yeah. uh we'll post that picture. It's pretty hilarious. So what do you think about this, Louie?
0: I like it. I like anyone that can like work to be the best at whatever they do.
1: I think, Louie, we should go and try and compete in this. All next right. Year.
0: We can be a team.
1: I would be down to compete in this. How great yeah. would that be?
0: But then we're gonna have to do some math. Like we have an advantage because we know what three and a half feet is. But then when we hit the, the the gravel layer, we're like, how many centimeters of gravel is this?
1: Yeah, well, I guess well, these people know because they've dug so many. They can ju- they don't have to measure anything. So I don't know. I feel like we could we could win this. I, I dig a like lot of holes too. around here.
0: Yeah, I dig myself out a lot of holes.
1: <laughs> All right, I like it. Yep. story part two the story comes from newyorkpost.com that's a news source more reliable
0: than a drunk driver maintaining their lane on a horse
1: the horses does a lot of the work though do you oh you are
0: our resident horse expert how many horses do you have now
1: we uh just got another one yesterday actually so
0: (laughs) but you don't own it right
1: we're we're leasing it yeah
0: End of the lease. You have to like do the damn, do a walk around. Like, oh, it's got a ding here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do. Uh, when 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 I leased my horse to you, it was alive. <laughs> I don't. You I just disagree. Par- <laughs> I don't remember your horse being alive when I I rented it from you.
0: You just returned it as a pot of glue.
1: <laughs> All right. Story goes: Maniac punches carriage horse, attacks two others in Central Park driver
0: i think does that mean according to the driver
1: yeah i didn't quite get that because in the article there's no reference of a driver so i don't know if like that's the name of the person that wrote the article or something or that was the that was the horse's name driver oh yeah his name is not mongo but a shirtless maniac stole a page from blazing saddles monday punching and also kicking three carriage horses in central park before claiming he had a knife One of the drivers said, uh, one of the drivers of the horses. One of
0: the drivers that's never mentioned in the article in the next sentence, it mentions the driver.
1: (laughs) I didn't see that part. All right. Here's the thing.
0: I guess his name is not Mongo, but if you were going to name your child Mongo, they're either going to grow up to be a drummer or punch a horse.
1: Yeah. They decided the decidedly unfunny and unprovoked alleged animal abuse took place shortly before noon just inside the park near West 59th Street and 6th Avenue. Handsome cab driver Ken Henry Kaya, 28, said,
0: well, hang on, hang on, hang on. First of all, the guy's handsome, so good for him. Uh, But this is the uh, second reference in two sentences to (laughs) a driver that's not mentioned in the article.
1: (laughs) There's a bunch more now that I'm skimming it.
0: <laughs> the, ne- the next sentence is gonna blow your mind. Go Five
1: drivers had their carriages lined up along Central Drive and were waiting for fares when the man suddenly appeared, started cursing, and slugged one of the horses, Kaya said.
0: I don't know why though, like you always hear about people getting mad at like a police horse or or horses, but like the the person in charge of the horse never gets in between them and like, hey, don't you be messing with my horse.
1: Well, they're up on the horse. It's pretty tough to anticipate somebody coming up and sucker punching your horse. You need like a... <laughs>
0: no, I, I would assume everyone's going to punch my horse.
1: He then moved to the next if horse. You either
0: you either have oats in your hand or you're going to punch my horse.
1: No, I think this guy... Obviously, there's a picture of the dude. And then there's a picture of the dude like walking up looking like he's going to punch the horse. And... and yeah, I mean, what do you any, any crazy person that walks by your horse in New York City? You're just gonna jump off, you would never even be on your horse. <laughs> I would just, if I will we'll
0: post the picture, if I saw this guy, I would just assume he's gonna punch my horse.
1: All right, anyways, he then moved to the next horse and attacked it before targeting Kaya's horse, a 16 year old dark brown mare named Mary. Kaya said, All he right, raised... hang on. So, when he, this guy punches the first horse and then he comes to your horse. You
0: got to assume he's going to punch your horse at this point.
1: No, you can't assume he's a serial, a rampage horse puncher.
0: Most people punch a horse once and they've had their fill. They're like, (laughs) most horse
1: punches come in threes.
0: (laughs) He's got the Guinness adjudicator behind him. (laughs) And it's a
1: record. He raised his hand to punch my horse, but I pulled my horse back so he could barely touch my horse. He said Kaya alleges that the man also threatened to punch him and said, I have a knife before storming off.
0: I don't think that I have a knife was a uh, threat. It was just like, hey, I got a knife. Just FYI.
1: Yeah. Kaya said he chased the man down and shot video with his cell phone that shows him angrily confronting the man from a distance. Why are you hitting my horse? It's a poor animal, Kaya yelled. So you can't
0: be like, I have this horse that I'm using. I'm
1: enslaving to pull people or tourists
0: around New York all day and be like, why are you hitting my poor horse? Like, why don't you free (laughs) the horse first?
1: The man who put on a fluorescent yellow safety vest he picked up from the ground claimed he was stabbing me in the back. Your friend, while gesturing with his arm. So the guy who punched the horse said that the horse was stabbing him in the back.
0: Yeah, the horse was like, like you know, the horse was telling stories of, to his old lady about about him running around with other ladies. <laughs> The guy was like, dude, I told that horse about all my cheating and confidence.
1: (laughs) Kaya urged passing bicyclists and joggers to call the police as the man walked away, carrying a black jacket and a black and white bag slung over his shoulder. Come here. Don't move. You hit my horse. Kaya yelled as he followed. You're such a crazy person. But didn't the guy not hit that guy's horse?
0: No, the horse kind of moved, so he barely hit him.
1: Gotcha. Okay. The man turned around and again said something with the word stabbing. So something with the along the lines of stab, stab, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with your horse, the man said. Now you're getting me upset.
0: Yeah, well maybe it was one of those situations where the horse was like, Yo,
1: you you punch me first. You throw the first punch, bro. Right? Yeah. Dude, that bar was giving me the nasty eyes. In Mel Brooks' 1974 comedy hit Blazing Saddles, an illiterate Wild West outlaw named Mongo, played by the late NFL star and actor Alex Karras, shows how mean and ornery he is by knocking out a horse with one punch. Maybe this is one of those things where life is imitating art. Like when you're like,
0: if kids play violent video games, they're gonna, you know, rob banks. So if people watch 1974 Mel Brooks movies, they're gonna punch horses.
1: Now I think the it is if you smoke meth, you might punch a horse.
0: Ah, it's a gateway drug to horse
1: punching, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Kaya, who said he grew up in Greece and moved to the U.S. to study biochemistry at Long Island University, said he called 911 and showed his video to the cops, who responded and told them what happened. They whoa, said they whoa, re- whoa,
0: hang on, how did he end up? He's a biochemist and he's <laughs> running a horse and.
1: That's how expensive New York is, man. You could be like the best biochemist in the world and you still got to have a side hustle.
0: And you still don't make horse carriage driver money.
1: <laughs> they said they recognized the man as someone who hangs out in Times Square. He said the NYPD said cops couldn't find the man and the case was marked unfounded because there was no evidence a crime was committed. But they have a picture of the th- th- maybe this is a different picture of this guy of like winding up to literally punch the horse and the horse is just like. Chilling.
0: No, the, so it says um the the, the, it, the picture is captioned the man winding up to attempt to strike a carriage horse and it's got a photo credit of the Henry Kaya.
1: Yeah, I mean what do you, what sort of proof do you need? You have a video of the guy saying shit about your horse. You have a picture of the guy winding up to punch a horse. You have a horse with a black eye. Here's the thing. The horse probably had
0: some warrants and so it was like, I'm not going to press charges because I don't want you to look into me.
1: Yeah. The horse is like, I just fell down some stairs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so what do you think about this, Louis?
0: I think the guy's an a-hole and I hope he gets what's coming to him. Which well, is the,
1: the pictures of the guy, there's clearly something going on with him. There is some you know, obvious psychological shit going on some mental illness happening or some extreme drug use um and this is not normal obviously he's not i don't think he's a dick i think he's just you know something's going on (laughs) that is horse punching (laughs) maybe that's his this thing right he's like i i punch every horse i see my father was trampled by a pack of wild horses and now i'm
0: avenging (laughs) his death
1: Who knows? All right, super weird, but uh, it's cool. That's it for today, folks. I want to thank you so much for listening with your ears and your, <laughs> your mind, Your,
0: your so- side head holes, <laughs>
1: as, as I call them. If you want to help us financially, you can do so by donating to us on Patreon.
0: That's right. Go to oddandoffbeat.com, hit the Patreon link. You can support us for few, as little as a few bucks a day. Or are we... Um, you can support us for as little as a few bucks a month, or you can swing by my magic garage sale and leave me a fiver <laughs> earmarked for the Odd and Offbeat podcast.
1: It will go towards his vehicle that he will then try and flip once his regular car is fixed.
0: Yes, in 2028.
1: So you are a, a purveyor of used goods. <laughs> That's I got exactly my, what you are. I
0: have my fingers in a lot of used pots. <laughs> so where can they catch you coming up this month?
1: They can, this month, I'm all over the place. But this week, uh, you can catch me, Maxim, relaxing on a beach in Florida. We are going out to Florida for a little family get-together with Erica's family. And, uh, you know, what the best time to visit Florida? The middle of July. Yes. (laughs) That's what I've heard. That's
0: (laughs) what their tourism board
1: says. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll be out there hanging out. And, uh, yeah, no big plans. Just uh, probably drinking a lot, getting sunburned. And, uh, yeah.
0: Nice, nice. Be sure to hydrate, drink more than just coffee and booze.
1: (laughs) Where can they see you, Louie?
0: From July 15th through 18th, you can catch me at the Whidbey Island Fair. I'll be out there uh, doing some roving magic, may have my flea circus.
1: It'll be a good time. Sweet. That's it. That's it. Okay. (laughs) And that is a good fair, man. If you uh, if you can get a chance to get out on Whidbey Island, right outside of Seattle, it is a fantastic uh, little fair. It's like a community fair. It's like it feels like what a fair sh- used to be like. Yeah, uh, and they have
0: two magicians there. Two magicians, one fair. So what <laughs> I know? Is it, are you
1: guys gonna have to do like the snapping West Side Story like meet in the middle and then like? Uh, oh,
0: they'll they'll be a magic off.
1: Is uh, the other magician pretty good? It's Jeff. You didn't answer my question. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the other day, like Erica was talking about like some guy that she had some dream with. Like uh, Erica was (laughs) telling me, no, 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 no. me and this guy
0: are gonna own an aviary.
1: (laughs) No, she had a dream with this guy in it. And I was like, should I be jealous? And she goes, you wouldn't be if you saw him. I'm like, so if he was hot, <laughs> I should be jealous. Would you be
0: less jealous if he wasn't hot? <laughs> she, was, she was trading down.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess if you want, you know, your partner's going to cheat on you, you want him to cheat on you with someone who's hotter than you, right? <laughs> you don't want to like, be like <laughs> hooking up with someone uglier than you and be like, what the hell? <laughs>
0: It's Sloth from the Goonies. You're like, what? He's a movie star.
1: And then- yeah, right. All right, folks. Well, we want to thank you again for listening. We hope you have a weird week. We're out. Bye. Thanks for listening and stay weird.